Go with me to Psalms 91. Open up your Bibles. That feels so good. I've been preaching a whole month, and I say, open up your Bibles, nothing. (laughs) Psalms 91. I just want to give a word on divine protection. On divine protection. There There is ultimate protection available for you. But you have to use your faith to receive it. Everything from God is provided for us, but we, we receive it by faith. Amen. The Bible says the kingdom suffers violent, violence and the violent take it by force. The force that you take the kingdom of God is faith. Amen. And so you have to know what it is and then receive it and then use your faith to receive it all, to, to, to make it established in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. In Psalms 91, this whole chapter is about divine protection. And there are many people speaking to us here. And so we're going to take it a little slow, but I only got 10 minutes, so I'm going to go a little fast. In Psalms 91, verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And so first I want you to understand this is only available for those that abide in the secret place. This is not for everybody. Someone says, well, you know, I love God. Yes, but do you abide in the secret place? Well, I go to church. Yes, but do you abide in the secret place? Well, I'm a Christian. Yes, but do you abide? Do you live in the secret place? Or do you just visit? There's a difference. When you wake up in the morning, are you reaching out to God? Are you surrendering to your life to the Lord? Are you desiring His presence? And making him no, more real and known inside your heart. Are you hungry for the things of God? Or is God just somebody that comes when every now and then? There are a lot of people that say, I'll pray in times of trouble. If you can't pray when things are good, your prayers when things are bad are not going to be too effective. And so you have to learn to dwell in the secret place. In him I live and I have my being. I wake up in the morning just to spend time with them. And I go to bed just to spend time with them. I mean, in my dreams, I'm dreaming about God. There are people that say, I'm suffering from some terrible nightmares. My question is, are you dwelling in the secret place? Because, you know, you can't mix light and darkness. And so if you're walking according to the ways of your, of your flesh and expect to experience the abundance and the blessings and the, the wonderful things that Jesus says available to you, peace, love, joy, protection, all those things, you know, you can't have both. You know, you, you can't be wet and dry. You know, you have to decide which way you want to go. Do you want to just be with God all the time? And, and then once you're with God all the time, then you have divine protection and answers and provision and blessings. But if you're not with God all the time, you know, don't get angry. Don't get angry if you, if you go out in the rain and you get wet. Well, you should have stayed under the covering. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, the Bible says, you know, I mean, when it rains, it rains on everybody, but the difference is you got an umbrella. Divine, divine protection, divine covering, amen? And, and so it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, under the shadow. That means, that means he covers you, he protects you. You hide yourself in him, amen? And so that's where God expects us to be, Amen? And in verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him 
I will trust. So that's, I'm staying in that secret place. This is my confession. This is my fortress that I'm dwelling in, in, the, in, in the fortress of God. I mean, I love it. He didn't say that, that you're just, you know, in a little place. You are in a fortress. I mean, nothing can penetrate the, penetrate the fortress of the Lord. Amen. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. And so... We hear these stories about diseases that people are catching and there's no cure. We hear about or we see the news reports of people that are in war zones where there are missiles coming at them or death seems like it's, it's, it's coming quickly to them or even terrorist attacks that are happening. All these things are operations of, of fear. But here the word of the Lord says, that that sickness that seems to be attacking others, it won't touch you. Those traps that were there to destroy you, it shall not come near you. That death that's impacting others, it shall not be a part of you. The Bible says that you are the righteous. Only with your eyes will you see the reward of the wicked. It's not your reward. You are the righteous. Amen. And so that is the divine protection of God. So people will say, Pastor, are you afraid when you go these places? I, I say, no, I'm not afraid. Why aren't you afraid? Because God told me to go. If he's the one that told me to go, then he must have divine protection for me. I'd be scared to stay. If God told me to go and I stayed, I'd be like, oh, buddy. I remember someone asked me, he says, do you have weapons to protect yourself? I said, no, I got angels. Amen. Well, why don't you have weapons to protect yourself? And I said, because I don't think I can outdraw somebody. <laughs> I don't want to be ever trying to rely on my protection by how good I am at the draw. I see myself shoot. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm a bad shot. I'm telling you, I can throw a baseball pretty good, but... You know, so understand you have protection. You have God's fortress. You are dwelling in his presence. There are angels that surround you. You, got, you are so protected. And you should tell your kids about this protection so that when they find themselves in a place where they're thinking that maybe there's something that's going to happen, they can remind themselves that they are not by themselves, that they dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. You know, you know, a lot of the problems of fear that come to attack your life is just a lack of you knowing how to run into the presence of God. If you will learn how to worship the Lord, whatever comes to trouble you, it'll go real quick. What happened when Saul was being tormented by devils? They brought 
David, who was a worshiper, to play and to worship. If you begin to learn how to worship your God, you will see that those troubles will go quickly. It won't be around you. It won't stick to you. You'll change the whole environment. Amen? And so this is the protection of the Lord. The protection of the Lord is even if there's the, these, these arrows that are flying, even if there's pestilence, even if people are being cut off, it will not come near you. Amen? If you believe that, shout amen. And the Bible says he will cover you. And in verse 5 it says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Say, I will not be afraid. Again, I will not be afraid. That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. You shall not be afraid. Amen. And so you have to speak to yourself. If fear tries to rise up, say, nope, get out in Jesus' name. I will not be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that, this, this whole chapter is different voices speaking to us. First, you, you heard the voice of a prophet prophesying. Now we're going to hear the voice of the Spirit. In verse 9, it says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You should tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Not only does the word of the Lord say that you have angels, but the word of the Lord says that wherever you go, you're going to have victory. That's what the Spirit of God is telling you. Because you chose, because you, you made God your secret place. You made God your secret place. This is part of the blessing. Amen? Amen. Don't get angry at me if I'm not in fear. Don't get angry at me if everybody else is freaking out and I'm not. I know who I am and I know where I'm at. I'm in the secret place of the Most High God. Amen? Amen. And I'm just going to stay there. I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to let fear control me. I'm not going to let bad news try to, to steal my peace. Amen. It might be bad news, but I got good news. And the, the good news is I'm saved. Amen. The good news is that Jesus loves me and he died for me. Amen. The good news is my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. That's the good news. I got good news. And I don't care what news you have for me that's bad. It cannot counter, counteract the good news I've received in Jesus. In, in Jesus. Amen. And so the promise of the Lord is not only will the angels protect you, but the, the promise of the Lord is that you're going to have victory over those things that try to attack you. It says you shall trample over them. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I have the victory in Jesus' name. Now, in verse 14, you've heard the prophet and you've heard the Spirit speak to you. Now, in verse 14, now... The Father speaks to us. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ speaks to us. Verse 14 says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, 
and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your father tells you he's going to do all those things for you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to, with long life, you will be satisfied. I can't tell you how many times I've been called to go pray for somebody who is, who is in the hospital. And the very first question I would tell them, I would ask them is, are you satisfied? And they'll say, no. I say, well, praise the Lord. That means that you can't go. But there's some I went. I remember when Brother Ojeda went to be with the Lord. His family called me up. This is a man that traveled all over Mexico building churches and Bible schools, served the Lord, uh, a military veteran, served the Lord his whole life. Him and his wife and his, his family going everywhere doing the things of God. And they called me. They said, will you go pray for him? The doctors are not giving him a good report. He's very weak. He's in the ICU. I went to the hospital and I went in there. And I put on whatever they told me to put on. And, and I sat down next to him. And he opened up his, his eyes. And he looked at me and he said, Pastor Kevin. With a big smile. I looked at him and said, Brother Ojeda, how are you? I came to pray for you. And you know, his body was really weak. He could barely talk. And I said, Brother, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. So I just began to pray in the Spirit. And he began to pray in the Spirit. He started off, and as he began to pray in the spirit, now this is a man who's been in the ICU, all the strength is, is leaving his body. His, his time on this earth is very, is very it's, it's running towards the end. He's run the race. And he's there. But as he's praying in the spirit, oh, I'm telling you, that man of God started to rise up. I was like, brother, oh, head us. Just the life of God started rising up on the inside of him. I was excited. I was there praying. I knew he was going on to be with the Lord. He ran the race. I mean, when you live for heaven, and it's your time to go to heaven, why would, man, I'd be, I would not be blessing him if I was praying for life. He's run the race. He finished the course. He's done. He's being promoted. And just the glory of God hit that place. The glory of God hit that place. Amen. And for some people, you know, it's long life where you have many years. And for others, it might be a few years. You know, my father passed away when he was, what, 53? 56? I missed three years. When he was 56, he accomplished everything God told him to do. I actually think my dad planned his escape. 
He did. You know, when my, when, you know, he should have died a year before he got in this terrible accident. He was in the ICU for 17 days because of a motorcycle accident. But my mom prayed him through. My mom wouldn't stop praying for him, commanding life back into that body. Amen. He recovered, he recouped. Almost in a, a complete year later, he ended up passing away and going to be the Lord. I was driving in my car, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, your father's with me. Before I even heard any news, the Holy Spirit already told me that he was with him. Amen. But he accomplished everything. Amen. My dad, you know what my dad did? You know, my mother prayed him through. So a week before he passed away, he bought my mother and my sister Julie and the grandkids flights to go to Disney World with tickets. When my father passed away, they were in Disney World, so there wasn't any, I'm going to pray them through. <laughs> you got to use wisdom, I'm telling you. <laughs> Amen. But you have to understand, he ran the race. He finished. With long life, you'll be satisfied. If you're not satisfied, keep on going. We could pray. We could, but if you're satisfied, you ran the race, you've done the things of the God. If you're trying to escape something, you're still not satisfied. You haven't lived yet. But if you've been serving God, I, I've, already, I've already left instructions, you know. You know, if, if I pass away, don't be praying me back. I'll come back bitter. <laughs> Pastor Pete prays me back. I'll be at his house every night throwing rocks at his house. <laughs> I was with Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But the promise of the Lord, with long life, you'll be satisfied. Amen. And so the, the last thing I want to share with you, and, and I know we're, our brothers and sisters are, are getting ready to, to to lose us on our coverage on channel 5.2. But if you want to hear the rest of the, the message, go to our website, faithpleasesgod.com. And thank you guys for watching. Amen. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of sound mind. Amen. And so the last thing I want to I leave with you is do not accept the spirit of fear over your life in anything, in anything. And do not give the spirit of fear to anyone. If there's anything you should fear, you should fear God. But don't give the spirit of fear to your kids. Don't give the spirit of fear to others. Amen. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. Amen. And so, don't, so it's not, don't, don't teach your kids, you know, oh, they're going to get you. Oh, kukui. You teach them how to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You teach them how to walk with the Holy Ghost, how to pray powerful prayers, how to not be afraid of the darkness because they're not in the darkness, they're in the light. How to call upon the name of the Lord and they shall be saved. Amen. And so God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. If you ever feel fear coming, you reject it in the name of Jesus. Command that thing to go in Jesus' mighty name. And watch how that spirit of fear will go. And Jesus, recognize that it's a spirit of fear, and it has to leave. It has to leave in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 
This is divine protection available for every believer, for every one of you. And you might be saying, well, pastor, I, there's, I don't have any need of it right now, but there's going to be a time you're going to have a need for it. Remind yourself who you are. Remind yourself that you are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Remind yourself you, there are angels that are guarding over you. Amen? So that when you walk through whatever situation you're walking through, you will walk in complete peace. Jesus said this, my peace I give unto you. You are the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And with long life, you shall be satisfied. If you believe that, shout amen.